Yep. This is the song I'm going in with today. You might recognize it. This is from a band called the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But it's the first line, or third line. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Yep. Sometimes I feel That's right. like my only friend is the city I live in, the city of angels. Lonely as I am, together we cry. Yeah. City of Angels is pretty lonely right now, right? Alright guys, what's going on? Welcome to My Blue Thoughts. That's right. This is my Dodger podcast where I talk about uh, my favorite thing besides comedy. The Los Angeles Dodgers who... Uh, as you all know by now, uh, have been eliminated from the playoffs, ending uh, a season that will essentially go down as the most epic failure of a team in sports history that I can recall. Um, I'm thinking about who else was a bigger, ended up being a bigger failure in the long so because this is this is what it is dude you know i talked about it in the last episode um by the way my name is peter sirs <laughs> if you're just tuning in i don't know why you would just tune in and only listen to this episode but um what's up uh yeah so you know like i said this is the city of angels and in the city of angels aka city of champions we expect, we demand excellence. Now, does that mean that our teams are always excellent? No, but like I said, this is the city of champions. L.A. Lakers, Lake Show, fucking champion. Now, do we expect a Lakers championship this season? Eh, probably not. Not the way they're looking right now. Um, you know, you got the Dodgers, obviously. Expected to win the World Series, favored by everyone going into the season and into even into the postseason as the odds-on favorites. You have, uh, obviously, the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. I uh, The LA Kings have won championships. The Galaxy have won championships. Not that I give a shit, but I feel like the Sparks have even won a couple championships. Yeah. <laughs> um, at some point, I remember them winning the championship, but, you know, it's a city of champions. Um, but when you're a team like the Dodgers, you go into the postseason, and you go into the season, you know, highest payroll, fucking superstars up and down the batting order, a pitching staff full of all-stars, Cy Young winners, Cy Young candidates, Future Hall of Famers, mm, Hall of Famer, I think, uh, I think, I mean, I think Kershaw is a first ballot Hall of Famer. No matter what he does for the next year or two, he's a Hall of Famer. David Price, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. He's a very good player. Cy Young winner, very good for a long time, including this year. He was pretty good, but I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Um, and you got a couple guys like Julio Urias, Walker Bueller, who, if they continue on the trajectory that they're on, you know, you can make an argument that, you know, I mean, at this point, Julio Urias is, uh, you know, he's not. Let's see. What does Fernando have right now? I forgot. I know we did this before. Fernando Valenzuela. His career wins and losses. Do you know it by heart, you guys? Because I don't. Uh, career wins and losses. 173 wins. Okay, yeah. So Julio's got... <laughs> Julio's got uh, some ground to make up. 
173 and 153. You know, it doesn't jump out at you. You know, it's solid. That's a very respectable major league career. But in comparison, Julio Urias is uh, 49 and 17. So, yeah, he's got... You know he's got he's got a bum deal because he's got he you know he got hurt and then he had you know his rookie his first couple of years where they kind of had kitty gloves on him and he had a pandemic year and stuff but his winning percentage all time is seven thirty seven forty two whereas Fernando's winning percentage is five thirty one so yeah but you know if Julio keeps going in the in the trajectory he's going and same with like I said same with Bueller um but just up and down the lineup and. You know, it was one of those things where we expected them to do what they were doing. You know, we expected them to win. You know, I predicted them to win about 106 games, and they exceeded that. You know, um, you know, you have a couple potential. You almost had a batting title leader. You have the ERA guy. You almost had the wins leader. Um, you had the hit leader, you had the runs leader, you had, uh, you know, just, you had a lot of guys that got paid a lot of money to do exactly what they were doing, and we expected them to win, and they didn't for a number of reasons, but mainly because they failed to hit with runners in scoring position. That's the end of the, uh, that's it, you know, they, they, they come out, you know, and, you know, I don't know if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago, but the episode that I did as the division series started, I, you know, I, I, I'm just going to be honest. Of course, you guys know me, I bleed Dodger blue. I, you know, I live and die by the Dodgers during the baseball season, my you know, my schedule and my travel schedule and my nights and my weekends and, you know, everything's kind of based around where the Dodgers are playing, who they're playing, you know. Um, if I'm home, I'm watching the game. If I'm not home and I'm near a computer or a TV, I'm watching the game. I got my phone, my MLB, you know, I got you know, my laptop, if I'm on the road, I got, you know, I'm going to Hawaii games, I'm, I'm doing, you know, I, I, I love, I live for baseball season, but this season was weird, because it's just, it, it was, it was business as usual, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, games this season, where there was, like, these, like, defining moments of the season, you know, and it was, like, there weren't really any because they just went out and did what they were supposed to do. You know, like there was, you know, I remember like the, the Cody Bellinger Grand Slam against the Giants. I remember, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know, Freddie Freeman kind of coming out and everybody, you know, cheering for him. Freddie, Freddie, you know, like all that. Uh, you know, I remember... Clayton, you know, having a perfect game and them taking him out after what it was it seven innings when we were in Minnesota. I remember, um, you know, like just little things, you know, just obviously dominating the Padres, but there wasn't like, you know, like you know, they came back what was like forty nine times over the course of the regular season, you know, forty nine comeback wins, but like you expected it. You know, it was never like the team was just really good, and they're really good. You know, you know, say what you want about Andrew Friedman, and I'm going to say a lot about him right now. But um, they have their, their they have their recipe and the formula to excel over a 162 game season. Like that's been proven. You know, 106 wins, 106 wins. 111 wins, like, they have that down, you know, no problem, but for some reason, they, you know, I and, and, and I used to talk about this, this is what, you know, I talked about, 
you know, when, when the Dodgers lost against the Cubs in 2016, and, you know, they started doing it some more in 2017 and 2018. It was like, you know, they were going with the matchups. Okay, there's a tough lefty on the mound, so we got to start going with an all-righty lineup and this and that, even though Jock Peterson's got 35 fucking home runs and he can get into one. Let's put Kike on there just because he's batting 220 against lefties instead of batting 210. Like, get the fuck out of here. You get to the postseason and you start trying to be cutesy cute. I'm, I'm smarter than everybody. Like, yeah, dude, over the course of a 162-game season, you guys have that shit down. But as we know now, who had the most wins in the major leagues last year? The Giants. And what happened? They got bounced in the division series against their rival, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Do you remember that? I do. Um, who had the most wins in the major leagues this season? The Los Angeles Dodgers, who got eliminated by not their rival, but by a divisional rival, the San Diego Padres. And, you know, I will say, you know, I'm not a big, you know, they weren't showing any heart, they weren't showing any this. But the Padres, I'm not saying that they wanted it more, but they looked like they wanted it more. You know, I talked about it. You know, in that episode where I, when I talked about my brother and I going down to San Diego and just seeing how into it the fans were. And, you know, if you watch the games on TV, you know, they were standing, you know, almost the whole game, you know, down in San Diego. And I, I'm not saying that this, the, the Padres have better fans than the Dodgers because they don't. <laughs> I, I and, and, you know, to be to be completely frank with you I've never seen or met a Padre a real Padre fan and I don't know where all these Padre fans quote-unquote came from but you know people show up for the bandwagon you know they all showed up and but they did a better job of being a factor in the games and Dodger fans do and maybe it's because Dodger fans are spoiled but you know I've said this multiple times throughout the years where I can't stand and Obviously, it's different in a regular season game, you know, but like, you know, you go to certain ballparks, Boston or New York, for example, if there's a key moment, you know, in a game, you know, even in the regular season, people are going to stand up and try to, you know, be the 10th person, you know, be the 10th man, try to will something from the players, you know, try to cheer them into doing something great. Or maybe it's the ninth inning and your closers on the mound trying to close the game. You don't wait until it's two outs and two strikes to finally get your fucking fat ass out of the seat. You're standing. You're standing, cheering. Let's get these three out. Let's go. You know, there have been times when we've been, you know, I, I will stand in the ninth inning, especially if the guy has two strikes, less than two outs. But, you know, I'm standing. And people, can you sit down? No, I'm not going to fucking sit down. We're at a fucking baseball game, dude. Literally. Go to other ballparks and see how their fans get into it. Not just when something good happens, but when you want something good to happen. And in the playoffs, same thing. You see, you know, you go, you know, you talk about, Joe Davis was talking about it. You know, the Philly fans are going absolute fucking apeshit from the first pitch. He said it's one of the best environments he's ever seen. And he's been to a lot of Dodger games. You know? And so... I know he's not taking a shot at Dodger fans with that statement. He's just stating like, wow, I can't believe how crazy and loud the stadium is. Why can't Dodger fans do that when they want something to happen? I'm not blaming the fans. Like the fans aren't the ones that went fucking two for 26 at runners in scoring position over the three losses. You know, that's, that's why the Dodgers lost. But you don't think maybe if fans got into it a little bit more it might give the players just a little bit more I don't know motivation to concentrate because that's all it is concentration you know and, and, and I did it too <laughs> you know uh, I uh, I struck out with the game on the line well the game wasn't on the line because we were the visiting team but like you know I struck out to end I struck out in the championship game on my team with the bases loaded and it wasn't that I wasn't concentrating, but I wasn't thinking. I was thinking that I didn't want to get gassed. 
So I was kind of gearing up for a fastball. And he throws me the one pitch that I can't sit back on long enough when I'm looking for a fastball. And that's a, a slow curveball on the outer half of the plate, you know. If it comes over the plate a little bit, I could sit back a little bit, you know, but I, I wasn't fully concentrating. And I I got off on my front foot and I struck out and, you know, our season ended. Um, and that's, that's, that's all it is, you know. I, I talked about it before. Here, here's the thing, you guys. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to rewind a little bit, but I'm not saying the Padres wanted it more. But I got a sense in kind of seeing how the Dodgers kind of coasted to the end of the season. You know, and rightfully so. They have every right to coast to the end of the regular season because they were in the fucking driver's seat and they had that luxury. But seeing how they kind of play those last six games against the Rockies and then having them have five days off and then having, you know, watching the series between the Padres um, and the Mets and how they went into fucking New York and fucking took it to them to Scherzer and DeGrom and watching how the Phillies fucking took it to the Braves and, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, fuck, man, like, that's that's what sucks about the postseason is the regular season doesn't fucking matter, dude. It doesn't matter that they're... You, you don't get an extra game. You don't get, like, a, a head start because you won more games. The slate's wiped clean. You get home field advantage. That good, you know, that that, that did very little good um, for the Dodgers, you know. And there was just there was just something in it that I just, <laughs> I, I had a really bad feeling going into the series with the Padres. And, and I... You know, I'm, I mean, I'm true blue. You know, like I was talking about earlier again. Like, I live and die with the Dodgers season. And I'm a Dodger fan. Like, I want them to win. Like, I love fucking Dodger baseball so much, dude. Like, it, it just, it, it it brings me so much joy to be at the games. And, you know, I've, I've talked about it a million times. But it's, I've so many of my favorite memories have been of, you know, times at Dodger games. And... You know, it's the one constant, you know, like, what's what's the quote from, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the quote from Ben Scully? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. In his, in that closing speech where he says, uh, rest assured there will be it will be once again time for die. What does it say? Hold on. Um, he says, there will be a new day and eventually a new year. I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> for a number of reasons. Uh, there will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, rest assured it will be time for Dodger baseball. And that's, it's, it's right on, you know, it's like, you know, I have, I have this joke about, uh, the Dodgers and my now, uh, ex-girlfriend. And it's about when we went to, uh, the world actually do you guys want to fucking hear it i'll fucking play it if you're familiar with my comedy you've probably heard it but i'll just fucking play it again um here we go here you go this is what happens so i go to the world series right and i'm super happy and i'm like i walk into the stadium bucket list i'm crying you guys okay i'm overcome with emotion i'm crying okay I'm in my first world series game ever my girlfriend looks over at me she's like are you crying i'm like yes dude Okay, why are you crying? I'm just so happy, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just emotion. She's like, okay, but you've never cried over anything that we've done before, ever. <laughs> okay, I've been a Dodger fan for 38 years. I've been your boyfriend for three years. Okay? That's 35 more years, dude, do the man. It's an old joke. So then she's like, oh yeah? Will you love the Dodgers more than me? I mean, I love you more than the angels. 
I love you more than the Yankees. I love you more than the D-backs. I love you more than 29 other teams, dude. Just don't ask me about the Dodgers, man. I'm sorry. So, you know, there's obviously, I take a, I take some artistic liberty <laughs> um, in my material, but <laughs> I, you know, she and I aren't together anymore. You know, I'm not going to talk about it a bunch, but, you know, it's like, you know, I don't have any kids or, yeah, and now I don't have a girlfriend, but like, the Dodgers have been there my entire life, you know, and, you know, my mom, obviously, and my grandma took me to games, and they're not here, but the Dodgers still are, and while the names on the back of the jersey will change, you know, I still root for the front of that jersey, I still root for the LA on the cap, you know, like so many of my, you know, millions and millions of fellow Dodger fans, like we, you know, it's, it's, you know, I know there's a lot of Laker fans, you know, in LA, but the Dodgers are the heart of the city, man. Like the Dodgers have been there since 1958. You know, they, they, they've, they've been in LA way longer than the Lakers have, or the Rams, or any of the other sports teams that are in you know, L.A., and yeah, like, of course, we, we bond over, you know, we, we form bonds with players, right, you know, especially, like, homegrown guys, like, you know, obviously, Ben Scully, for pretty much all of us, was our voice, you know, you know, in, in a few years, we'll have a new, a, a new generation of Dodger fans who, you know, hopefully, if he stays, you know, um, identify with Joe Davis being the voice of the Dodgers. And, you know, obviously, I don't know about Oral. I know Oral's health isn't as great, which is why he's not traveling as much. Um, you know, and Charlie Steiner's getting up there in age. And I don't really know how many kids listen to radio anymore anyway. But, you know, Joe Davis is that voice for the next generation. But for everyone listening and... You know, Dodger, LA, any L.A. Dodger fan, Vince Scully was that voice. And, you know, players come and go. You know, I can't think of, in recent memory, you know, within the last 20, 25 years, any Dodger player who was as long-tenured as Clayton Kershaw, um that stayed with the team as long or longer, you know, throughout their whole career. Like, we'd have to go back, honestly. Um, just in my generation, I just can't think of anybody that has been with the team that long. You know, Eric Caros, I think, still wasn't a Dodger as long. Um, you know, I'd have to do some research, but... Um, my point is, I mean, I have a lot of points, but it's just, you know, we have this bond with this team and we love the team, but, um, you know, the great thing about, and that, and that's why my blue thoughts is more than just, you know, let me tell you, you know, that Freddie Freeman was the Dodgers best player in the postseason by hitting 357. Um, it's, it's my blue thoughts. It's not just, it's not my blue stats. It's, it's my blue thoughts. Cause it's, it's more than just the numbers and the results, but it's just a way that, you know, baseball, our national pastime and Dodger baseball and LA pastime, you know, can connect so many people of so many, uh, you know, I've talked about it a million times, but different backgrounds, both uh, culturally and socioeconomically, um, you know, rich people. You know, you got the people sitting in the dugout clubs. You got the people sitting in, you know, their fancy, you know, club-level boxes. And then you have, you know, poor people like me sitting up at the top deck or <laughs> sitting out in the pavilion. And I'd rather sit in the top deck in the pavilion. I fucking hate the pavilion. Although... Uh, the new pavilion is 
it's a much different experience now with all the the new stuff they have and how they've opened up you know the walkway and the pavilion and there's all this stuff behind the park um you know like or not behind the park but on the you know in the outfield and the bars and everything like you know pavilion isn't as it's not as miserable as it used to be because i remember when it used to be um it's okay you could talk they can't hear you um you know the, the the pavilion used to be miserable you know you'd get a really fat person sitting next to you and overlapping on your seat and people wanting to do the wave and you know people fighting and you know it's changed with all the other stuff like you know like i said the bars are really popular at dodger stadium now a lot of people just buy tickets and just hang out at the bar or hang out by the playground that's where my nephew likes to go oh buddy you like playing in the playground at dodger stadium yeah, he likes it. Doesn't really give a shit about the game. He just rather go play on, the, on the on on the playground. But you know, there's 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 reasons now for people to not need to sit in their seats at Dodger games, at least for the whole game. You know, like I will, <laughs> I'll sit in my seat for the whole game, dude. I don't I don't unless I have to pee. It's pretty much the only thing I get up for. Um, but the point is, is that no matter what. Like Ben Scully says, you know, when it turns to spring, it will be time for Dodger baseball. And that's something that is guaranteed to us every year, no matter what is that, no matter who's, you know, no matter what names are on the back of the jersey, we know that there's going to be the Dodgers on the front. You know, yeah, they're going to, players are going to come and go, coaches all that stuff, but you're going to see that bright white uniform with the Dodgers written across. You're going to see that L.A. on the hat. You're going to see the Grays with the Los Angeles across the chest or the Dodgers. are. I, I prefer the Los Angeles road jerseys. I don't know why. I mean, when I was a kid, they used to, they, they only wore the Dodgers on, you know, on the chest and then I used to see, you know, old videos and pictures of, you know, back in the day when they, had, you know, they had their away jerseys at Brooklyn or the away jerseys at L.A. or Los Angeles, I mean. And I was like, why couldn't they do that? And then I don't remember what year they changed it, but um, they went back to using the Los Angeles on the road. And now they kind of go back and forth, which is fine. But I prefer just the Los Angeles across the front. You know, pretty much every team, when they go on the road... They have the name of the city that they're from on the front of their jersey, you know. Obviously, they're always going to have it on the hat, but, you know, I think it's cool. I think it's better, but that's just me. And now we have, you know, obviously, we have the uh, the City Connects as well, you know, the blues. And, you know, I love the all blue. I've talked about it. I love the top and bottom all blue. But I don't like the fact that it says Lowest Dodgers on it. I just wish they would have said something else. Like, they could have done... You know, like Hollywood Stars color. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Hollywood Stars. There's an old minor league team that used to play um, at, uh, it's called Wrigley Field. There's a Wrigley Field here. And if you know where the Grove is in L.A., that's, uh, that's where Wrigley Field used to be. And there was a minor league team there. I don't remember when they, it was before the Dodgers were there, obviously. Um but their colors were like red, white, and blue. I have a, I have a couple Hollywood stars uh, throwback shirts, t-shirts from uh, my partner, Retro Brand. I don't really work with them anymore, but they still send me free stuff every once in a while. But they also kind of stopped making cool stuff. They used to have like a bunch of like old uh, vintage like LA sports teams, like apparel. Like I know I had like an LA Aztecs t-shirt that was uh i guess that was a professional soccer team back in the day and then i had a an la uh gosh what was the team oh la express which was the old uh football team from the usfl um hold on los angeles Oh, pro football. 
sorry, I'm just trying to look this up in real time. Real time, dead air. What up, guys? Um, defunct American teams. Uh, there we go. Cal Poly, Los Angeles Buccaneers. That's the old football team that used to play. Um, so, you know, it's uh, I I would have liked them to have the stars colors, but whatever. Um, so you know. <sighs> Uh, I'll go back to talking about Friedman and uh, how the Dodgers clearly had had a uh, a plan going in with the pitching at least. Um, you know, I, I will give credit, you know, to Friedman, you know, where it's due. But you know, you know, I talked about like how in 2016 the Dodgers lost against the Cubs, but I felt. They were better. They just tried to get too cute with doing matchups. And then you had the, the World Series in 2018 where, you know, Chris Sale was pitching. And you had Muncie, Bellinger, and Corey Seager all on the bench. Three guys that, you know, had, you know, you know I know Muncie had 35 home runs. Belly, I think, was up there that year. Um, and Seager was right around 25. So you had basically almost 100 home runs just sitting on the bench because there was a lefty on the mound. And I know Chris Sale's a tough lefty, or he was. Now he's just a fucking psychopath. But um, you, you got to, you know, you got to give guys a chance to get, you know, a guy can get into one. Like, that goes a long way. You know, like a three-run pitching defense and a three-run homer. You know, I I actually made the mistake. I'm going to leave the – I don't fucking care, dude. So – you know, two of my buddies that I played high school with are on my baseball team. I'll just use myself as an example. Um, uh, <laughs> Jason Kovacs and Albert Esparza. Maybe they're listening. I don't know. Um, and Jason Kovacs didn't have a great offensive year for us this season. But he, when he gets a hold of it, can hit the ball fucking 500 feet. And my buddy Albert also didn't have a great offensive year with us. Um, started off really slow and struggled quite a bit. And then the last, you know, two or three games, he started hitting. And in the championship game, you know, I was just kind of thinking about that. And the team that ended up beating us in the championship game had beat us twice during the regular season. So even though Albert was hotter as a hitter going into that game, there was still that, you know, Kovacs could get into one. And so I opted to start Jason Kovacs in the championship game over Albert because I only had room for, you know, one of them on the lineup because of everything else. Um, and Kovac struck out three times and left, like, six runners on base. And, fuck, and then I brought Albert in to hit for him in the last inning, and he got a hit. So it's like, fucking A, you know. But the Dodgers did the opposite and, they, you know, try to be too cute. And so Friedman goes in to this fucking series, and, you know, we get Julio Urias, you know, who didn't pitch great but he didn't pitch awful in game one, and they took him out after five innings, and you're just like, <sighs> I mean, you know, you, you had these guys, like, all season, you know, you know, like I said, Kershaw getting pulled out of the perfect game, and Walker Bueller getting pulled out of a no-hitter, and, you know, all these guys that, you know, they're saving them for the postseason, right? They're saving them. They're, you know, these games in April and May, like, they're fine, and every, you know, obviously they won a bunch of them, but... The, the end of the day, it was it was a saving them for the postseason. So then you get to the postseason, and you still fucking save them. And you get game two, and Kershaw, same thing, goes out there. Didn't pitch great, but didn't pitch bad. Now, Kershaw was one that I thought, you know, they were starting to hit him a little bit, so it was probably good that they took him out when they did. But it doesn't matter, because they were going to do that anyway. You see what I'm saying? And then Gonsolin, who just... I don't even know why they bothered starting him. I didn't think he did awful, but he didn't do great, and they took him out after, what, he pitched one one in the third innings. Then you have Tyler Anderson, who's fucking cruising, and you take him out after five innings. And now the bullpen, you're, you're, you're asking them, you know, to get up and fucking shut it down, and then the next day to get up and shut it down, and then in game three to get... And eventually, in game four, like... They fucking, they, they they can't shut him out every single time. Like, there's going to be a mistake. 
and and that's and even still that's not why the Dodgers lost the series like it would have been interesting to see what would have happened had they pushed a game five and came back because then you have Julio again and maybe he can give you some more length you know as a starter that game and maybe the bullpen doesn't have to work as much but like you can't just you know continue to run your starters out there and only give them five innings no matter what you know that 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 did have an effect on them to those guys giving up some of those runs in game seven but the real reason the Dodgers lost the series was because they didn't execute you know I talked about it going into the series and I, and I know I said I wasn't going to come back um, if they lost but yeah I've been kind of mulling on this and there's two reasons I'm coming back uh, or I came back for this last episode uh, and I'll explain those in a second but um, at the end of the day okay I'm just gonna you know in this day of launch angle and exit velocity and all these fucking different things you know rotations per minute and all these defensive run save stats that you know kind of don't really understand fully um right here freddie freeman 357 trey turner 333 okay the third leading hitter for the dodgers in this short postseason series max muncie at 286 didn't have a bad series had a bad at bat in game four with the bases loaded runners on second and third where he didn't even make contact you make contact it's a four nothing game you know when the dodgers had bases, the dodgers are up two two nothing they had pulled tyler anderson so now the potters have some momentum he's only up two nothing but he's dealing they haven't hit him hard i think he gave up two hits maybe one hit I don't quite remember. They pull him out. They bring in... I don't even remember who they brought in in the sixth inning. Was it Chris Martin? Um, and, you know, he gets through the inning. Fine. Whatever. Um, he might have even allowed a run. I got to go back on the on the box score. Let's see. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, darn it. I'm right here, guys. I'm right here. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Uh, box score. I'm looking at it, looking at it. Yeah, Chris Martin came in. Yeah, he did fine. But Dodgers have bases loaded, no outs Part of the order. Four, five, six coming up. Will Smith hits a ball that I, off the bat I thought was a home run. I thought it was a grand slam. Fucking booyah. And it ends up being a fly ball. Quality out. You know, you, 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 you hit a fly ball, you get a run. That's a good out. So then Mookie and Trey, I want to say, execute a double steal. Or no, was it? No, it's Trey and Freddie Freeman do a double steal, right? Yes, because Mookie scored on the fly ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so you have second and third. One out, 3 0, right? All Monty's got to do is hit a ground ball or a fly ball or a base hit, and that's it. Fucking four or five run lead, or maybe he gets into one. Fucking six run lead. Instead, he strikes out. And then Turner comes up and hits a fucking ground ball. And the Dodgers only score one run in that situation. And then we know what happens in the seventh inning and bam. But that was a, that was a moment that, you know, that hurt. But there was many scenarios like that in, the, in you know, in, in game two and three where they had situations like that where they didn't come through. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it off right now. So, you know, I read off the leading hitters. So now you go, okay. Will Smith, okay, in the series, a buck eighty-eight, okay. Mookie Betts, my favorite Dodger player, one forty-three, okay. Justin Turner, one fifty-four. Gavin Lux, two thirty-one. Trace Thompson, one fifty-four, okay. Chris Taylor. Donuts with 
five strikeouts. Cody, 143 with four strikeouts. Didn't even fucking start the last two games. Um, you know, so if, if you want to point at, yeah, do I agree with the pitching decisions? No, I think it's stupid. I think they got too cute. I think they could have given the bullpen, you know, a, a, a little bit of a break by not going to them so frequently. And there could have been different results if that happened, but they didn't. But the real reason, like I said, in the games they lost, they went 2 for 26 with runners in scoring position. They didn't do great in game one with runners in scoring position. I don't remember what the what the, what the stat line was for that game. Um, but the reason they hit, you know, they hit three home runs that game. Um, but they, they hit, they didn't hit bottom line. They get a couple hits. It's a completely different series. They win. They're playing and said, we're watching a fucking world series of the Astros and the Phillies. And I'm the biggest fucking Phillies fan right now because I just, that it, 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 we don't, (laughs) it would be after everything that I've been through over the last few weeks, it would fucking suck that the Astros end up winning the fucking World Series. But um, I wanted to come back and give, you know, like I said, final episode and also make um, a slight announcement. Um, (laughs) um, There's a possibility this might be the last episode of this podcast. And I, I appreciate, you know, I know a lot of my friends listen to this and a lot of other people that I don't know listen to this podcast, but, um, I, I mean, I love doing it, um, but, uh, <laughs> I've been contemplating, I, I talked about this on my other podcast, but, um, I've been contemplating moving to Austin and I, I haven't made a decision yet. Although I did, uh, I did before the season ended and whatnot, or, you know, said that if the, you know, because I've been thinking about it even before, even before I moved back to LA, um, I've been thinking about move, uh, moving to Austin, um, but I knew I had to come back, uh, but I've been thinking about it since I've been back, and for a number of reasons, just, it would just be, a a career move for my comedy. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. I talk all about it on my, on, on the camera adds 10 pounds podcast. But, um, I said that if the Dodgers won the world series, that would be a sign that I'm supposed to stay in LA. And if they didn't win the world series, then that was a sign that I should move to Austin. And obviously they didn't win the world series. So, uh, now I'm heavily thinking about it. And, uh, that's the reason why this might be the last episode because, you know, obviously um, when I was in Oklahoma, I was doing the podcast still, but it was because I was kind of forced to go to Oklahoma, like because of COVID and everything, you know, and I always knew I was coming back. So that was kind of like, you know, I could still do it because I'm going to be coming back and, you know, going to games and whatnot. And obviously, you know, I'm still, even if I moved to Austin, um, you know, I'd still go to games. I, you know, I, I know they play. I'm pretty sure that yeah, they play. They play in Texas next year, and you know, obviously, if they play, I mean, pretty much wherever they play, I'm a little bit closer. You know, to central parts of the United States at least, and I'm closer being in the central, you know, area to anywhere than I am. You know, if I'm in California, I'm pretty much only close to anywhere on the west coast which they are going to be in seattle next year so i'm definitely going to have to go to that anyway but um i don't know man i just feel like if i did move to austin um you know that with the time difference and everything like i just don't know if i could fully give my attention i mean i'm still going to watch the games as much as i can but you know it's different because like i said i had always planned on coming back and so you know i would stay up late yeah, I mean, I love the Dodgers. I'm still going to watch most of the games, but I kind of felt just like an obligation to stay up late because I had to report because I take this, and I treat this like a job, you know, sometimes, most of the time. Every once in a while, I might do a stoned episode or two, but, uh, you know, I feel like as a person that has a weekly podcast about the Dodgers during the season, it's my job to watch as much of each game as I can, and if I'm 
you know, two hours ahead, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. And with my comedy and also, um, there's a chance. Well, I mean, there's not a chance. Like, I mean, there's pretty good chance I'm going to start working cruise ships soon. Um, and I don't know if I can watch live baseball on a cruise ship if I'm like an international. I don't know how that works. Like, if I can, of course I will. But I just don't know what that's going to look like. So, um,. I don't know if this will be the last episode or not. Uh, it's it's a possibility, though, that this is not only the season finale, but the series finale. And I'm kind of, that's why I think I got teared up also when I was uh, thinking about Ben Scully. Um, you know, I've been doing this for, I think, six years at this point. You know, the first couple years I was doing it via a blog, but, you know, four years, I don't know how many you know, hundreds of episodes I've done of this show. Um, like I said, I love it. I love Dodger baseball. I'm always going to love it, but um, I'm just not sure if this will be the last episode or not. If I stay in LA, then of course I'm, I'll keep fucking doing it, but I'm just not sure where uh, my life is going to take me. It's already <laughs> taken me on some weird turns in the last uh, few weeks you know, and a couple years, I mean, you know, with COVID and me going to Oklahoma and, you know, my comedy career kind of taking me all over the place. Like, you just never know. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll see. But I definitely know that uh, I appreciate everybody who's ever listened to an episode, um, who's shared it, who's left a comment, who's... Uh, you know, texted me when they listen to an episode. Um, you know, I really, I, I, I've, I've loved it. You know, like I said, I love Dodger baseball. I'm still going to be the biggest fan, whether I'm in LA or not. But um, this might be the last episode, guys. So I, I really appreciate everybody listening. If it's not, then I'll see you guys uh, somewhere near the end of March. Um, I don't know, uh, I don't know if I'm going to, uh, <laughs> in my mind, and, you know, I, I'm not, I can tell you this, okay, <laughs> sorry, I'm like kind of bouncing back and forth, uh, opening day is March 30th in LA, I will fucking be there, 100%, but, um, I don't know if I'm going to attempt the League of My Own Tour, just because, post-COVID comedy is a lot different than pre-COVID comedy and there are still clubs that I've worked and I've tried to go back to and they're just like, ah, oh, you know, need a guarantee of this many tickets being sold and I'm just not at the point where I can guarantee um, you know, any ticket sales so I don't have the leverage so it's just it's not up to me. You know, I could do everything in my power to, to try to book myself in all the cities and everything. And now that I really don't have any obligations, you know, it could be a possibility. And, you know, I, I'm, I might still try it, but there were just so many variables this season that, um, I didn't have complete control over, you know, and I just don't want to, I, I feel like I failed, you know, in not being able to complete it, even though I know, that it wasn't my fault that I couldn't pull it off, you know, because if I had, you know, help both, you know, with uh, logistics and booking and all that stuff and obviously money, um, I could have pulled it off. But with everything, just with me not being able to do everything I wanted with it, I just, you know, but it was fun, dude. Like, you know, I went to what? 13, 14 ballparks this year and another, you know, three minor league ballparks and I watched a lot of baseball, saw some amazing cities, uh, got to see some beautiful ballparks and, you know, I know that at the end of next year, no matter what, like I'm going to, I'm going to at least go to the ballparks next year that I haven't been to before. Um, so that would be Pittsburgh uh, Atlanta, Miami, Tampa, and I'm forgetting somebody. 
Oh, Philly, duh. And DC, even though I've been to the outside of the stadium, DC, Baltimore, um, oh, and Toronto. So I got eight stadiums to knock out next year. I will for sure knock those out. And then I can at least say that I've been to all 30 ballparks. And, you know, we'll see. You know, I don't know what the next few months will hold. There's just, there's just so much uncertainty with everything. You know, uh, one thing is for certain, Dodger baseball will be back. One thing is for certain, I will still be pursuing and actively doing my, com you know, fulfilling my comedy career and pushing towards my goals. But I just don't know where I'll be living, what my road schedule will be or anything. But, uh, you know. I appreciate you guys. That's all. Um, so with that being said, let's go out with Randy Newman. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting me for the last uh, six years. Maybe I'll see you guys in March. Maybe we won't. But it's been a good run. We had the number one Dodger podcast on the internet. We had some good fucking guests. We had some good times. We had a World Series during a pandemic. <laughs> no matter what happens when you hear this song think of a Dodger victory Laker victory and you'll think of me no matter what rolling down Imperial Highway the big nasty red out of my side Santa and the wind's blowing hot from the north Keep it going. Roll down the window. Put down the, top. Put down the top. Crank up the beach for us, baby. Don't let the music stop. We're going to ride it till we just can't ride it no more. It's crazy. From the side, baby. Lift there. Lift there. Lift there. Lift there. Isn't that crazy? When you, when you say that, I've lived in all four of those neighborhoods in L.A. Like, you know, maybe it is time to go. I don't know. We'll see. But I really appreciate you guys. Let's listen to the rest until the end of the Always will. And I can always come back. If I leave.